Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. On the 8th of February, 2022, I published an episode of this program about the Supreme Court of the United States. In that episode, I said that Joe Biden had told us he would nominate a new justice for the court and that the key criteria Biden had were intrinsic, unchangeable traits of race and sex. Biden did do that, nominating Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson for Supreme Court. Biden said he would only nominate a black woman and it appears he has fulfilled that pledge. As I noted in that prior episode, there could be many black women who are qualified to be good Supreme Court justices, but no intrinsic, unchangeable trait like race and sex could ever be among the qualifications. They are irrelevant to the question of how well a person would fill the responsibilities of preventing any changes to the application at law of the original intent of the writers of the Constitution and its amendments. Judge Jackson would not be inclined to fulfill that vital responsibility because she disagrees with that core principle upon which the Supreme Court is founded. But for more about that specific core principle regarding the role of the court, please refer to that earlier episode. In this episode, I'm going to explore one of the most ridiculous exchanges of dialogue in the history of humanity, which happened during the confirmation hearings for Judge Jackson. Here's how that exchange of dialogue happened. Senator Marsha Blackburn referred to a Supreme Court case about the men-only admission policy of the Virginia Military Institute, in which late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg observed, quote, Physical differences between men and women are enduring, unquote. And by the way, enduring means they don't change. Senator Blackburn asked for Judge Jackson's thoughts on that observation from Justice Ginsburg and then asked if Judge Jackson could say what a woman is. Judge Jackson replied, quote, No, I can't. Unquote. Incredulous, of course, and obviously incredulous, Senator Blackburn responded, quote, You can't? Unquote. Judge Jackson provided the reason she could not say what a woman is. Quote, I'm not a biologist. Unquote. Wow. That is epically ludicrous. There's so much to unpack in this outrageous reply by Judge Jackson. Obviously, much mockery has followed, but I want us to examine this seriously, as if Judge Jackson were being serious in her confirmation hearing for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court, rather than her being insultingly absurd and unserious. First, implicit in Judge Jackson's reply 
is the idea that biologists can say what a woman is. And of course, they can. Sex and gender are indeed subject to biological observation. Biologists not only can say what a woman is, they do say what a woman is, and they have said so for generations. The answer is in every cell of every human being. In simplest terms, human beings with Y chromosomes are male. Human beings without Y chromosomes are female. But how could I know that or understand that? I'm not a biologist. I'm an aerospace engineer, flight test engineer by background. And by the way, by Judge Jackson's logic, all of you folks who are not aerospace engineers and not flight test engineers cannot possibly know if planes can fly, much less how. Even if I told you the forces of lift and thrust overcome the forces of gravity and drag, you could never comprehend that until officially being declared and credentialed as an aerospace engineer. Sorry. Now, the way I can understand the simple biological fact about sex and chromosomes is by reading or hearing what biologists have written and said. That's true for everyone with a functional intellect. We have the capacity to learn things and to comprehend things we read and hear and observe. Science itself is observation. Second, still taking Judge Jackson's statement as if she were serious. I mentioned before that Joe Biden had told us explicitly before he nominated Judge Jackson to join the Supreme Court that he would only nominate a person who was a black woman. Therefore, logically, Joe Biden thinks he knows that Judge Jackson is a woman. But Joe Biden is not a biologist. So according to Judge Jackson, Joe Biden cannot possibly know what a woman is. So he cannot possibly know if Judge Jackson is a woman. So Joe lied again. Third, I mentioned the mission of the Supreme Court is to defend the Constitution of the United States against any changes from the original intent of the writers of the Constitution and all its amendments. That way, the only way to change the Constitution is through the amendment processes defined by our own foundational basis of the law. That's obviously vital to the preservation of any system, especially our experiment in representative self-government. But Judge Jackson is not an author of the Constitution nor any of its amendments, and therefore, by her ridiculous standard, which we're taking seriously rather than assuming she's being ridiculous at her confirmation hearing, she cannot be qualified to even know or understand the very thing she would be sworn to defend if she got the job as a justice on the Supreme Court. She has disqualified herself objectively and definitively. No one 
can vote for her. Now, I stated the simplest biological observation about whether a person is male or female. Because this show is core principles, and because the ultimate source of all biological truth, along with all relevant truth for us humans, is the Holy Bible, and because God is the ultimate authority on everything, let's review what God had Moses write for us on this topic. Excerpts from the first two chapters of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Hopefully this is very familiar. We're going to skip ahead to the sixth day. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Again, in chapter 2, a bit more detail. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And then, listeners, right there in the creation account, God defines marriage equally for all, once and for all, unchangeable as the only authority to establish and define what marriage actually is, no matter what any government contract may say to the contrary. It says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And by the way, in case anyone dismisses Old Testament teachings, you shouldn't, but Jesus himself said, But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. Those are words of Jesus. The truth he spoke about marriage I'll leave perhaps for another episode. But the truth about male and female also comes, of course, straight from truth himself, the Lord Jesus. Meanwhile, back to Judge Jackson. Do you think she actually thinks to herself what she publicly said to Senator Blackburn and all of us in the confirmation hearing? That is, do you think Judge Jackson actually thinks to herself that she does not know what a woman is and cannot 
ever know that until such time as she may be declared by diploma or training or other official recognition to be a biologist? Of course not. Was she simply lying to Senator Blackburn and all of us in her confirmation hearing? Well, she was attempting to avoid answering a basic question, and Judge Jackson was using deception to do so. In that regard, she did show she lacks integrity. But I think she is just terrified to say what she actually understands about that simple question, what is a woman? Until relatively a few moments ago, she'd have simply answered that simple question. But there's a movement afoot that apparently has the power to terrify even potential Supreme Court justices. Thou shalt not offend the anti-reality mob. How pervasive is that new directive from the anti-reality mob and their woke warriors who align with them? Well, the evidence is not only in this most ridiculous and outrageously stupid dialogue interchange at the Supreme Court confirmation hearing, the evidence is also all over social media and legacy media. For example, a guest on this show, Charlie Kirk, who is the founder of Turning Point USA, asked a question on Twitter. He observed the fact that Time Magazine had chosen Rachel Levine as Woman of the Year. Charlie also observed that for 54 years, that person was Richard Levine, and his question was whether feminists had any feedback about that. Boom. Banned from Twitter. Another example involves another guest on this show, Dr. Ryan Anderson. He wrote a book that gave a very scientific response to what Dr. Anderson termed our transgender moment. This book of his was sold on Amazon for a while, but then some people decided it could not be allowed that there should be a book concluding something other than what the anti-reality mob and their woke warriors deem dogma. So Amazon banned Dr. Anderson's book. By the way, just because it's not sold on Amazon, his book has sold even more copies after they banned it than before. So take that, you book-burning leftists. The book is available at Encounter Books and other outlets, and it is titled When Harry Became Sally. Another example is from the entertainment industry. A popular actress, Gina Carano, starred on a popular Star Wars program on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. Gina refused to post her pronouns on her Twitter bio, and to add to that crime, she opined that she always wants to trust the fairness of elections. Boom. Disney execs fired her. And so it goes. But the truth never changes. Male and female, he created us. And the indication is in every cell of our bodies. It's comical beyond parody how people who wish to claim to be part of the party of science actually reject basic science. And in the case of Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson, 
she claims that non-scientists cannot even know or understand any scientific observation. Have a blessed day. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.